if you don't showcase it in front of your customers when they come in they don't see you wearing gloves they don't see you having yeah. pro proper protocols they don't see you having proper signages around the whole place then that really defeats the purpose it doesn't matter how clean your place is what's up zach oates here author entrepreneur and customer relationship guru welcome to give an ovation growth strategies for restaurants and retailers where we find industry leaders to share their secrets to grow your business this podcast is sponsored by Ovation, the actionable guest feedback tool that works on or off premise and is easy, real time, and actually drives revenue. Learn more at OvationUp.com. Welcome to another edition of Give and Ovation. I am joined by Wilson K. Lee, who is 30 under 30, Forbes serial entrepreneur, built and sold a tutoring academy. He built and sold uh, he built a company from three to 25 game stands at Canada's largest night market. And he recently built and sold an award-winning international ice cream business called 720 Sweets and et cetera. Had seven locations, sold it. Super awesome. He's got over 28,000 subscribers on YouTube, all focused around restaurants. Uh, Wilson, super grateful to have you on the podcast, man. Thank you. Thank you. It's definitely my honor. And uh, I'm so glad that we got to uh, connect so fast. So thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So Wilson, first of all, what are you doing now? I mean, we're, we're in the midst of this pandemic. You're still pushing out content. You just sold this, you know, this international ice cream brand. So talk to us about that. So now I'm actually being able to get, get a breather in a sense because we, we've been hustling for the last five years, building that seven location chain. We have locations in, in Vancouver and Beijing. Um, and uh, right now we're building out in Australia. We're in talks in the Philippines. And like, so there's a lot of work that we were able to put in. So it's just been like, go, 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 go for the last five years. And now I finally have the time to really sit down and really kind of like soak it all in, right? And it's, yeah. it's this whole COVID thing, there's really not much that uh, I would want to like start at this moment. I want to be able to see and kind of like observe, you know, take some time to observe and really slow down for a little bit before I uh, really go and attack my next project. Um, so in the time being, a lot of people have been reaching out for consultation and um, especially because they know that I have experience in the food and beverage field that I'm not only one of those gurus online, you know, flexing my rented Lambo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. I'm like, here uh, in my garage. Exactly, with, exactly. Right. Yeah, I'm here in my and, wife's um, sewing room. Right? <laughs> so here we go. <laughs> yeah. So like, it's 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 interesting because like for me, I never really thought about getting into the coaching space. But then I think for the time being, being able to help the people that um, that is in a position where I was five years ago, you know, being afraid to start the business, being afraid to you know take the plunge, being afraid and not knowing the step-by-step -step process in creating a restaurant. Because, you know, with any other business out there, um, you know, there are step-by-step -step process in a sense, right? Yeah. Uh, but restaurants, there's, there's no framework. There's no like, uh, this is step one, get your license. Step two, figure out your food concept. Like it's all free, 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 free for all kind of thing. And it's like the wild, wild west. And it's like, no wonder 90% of the people who start their restaurant fail within the first year because the fundamentals are not right. And if they don't have the fundamentals, it's very, very difficult. And it's going to be an uphill battle for years to come, even if they can actually survive. And that's the reason why I find a lot of fulfillment being able to kind of help the people that are at once in my shoes, you know, yeah. um, like super fulfilled being able to consult for them right now. And um, it also allows me to hone my skill for my next project. And, you know, I'm definitely in, in, in the works or like conceptualizing, seeing what, what's in the market and, and seeing how I can 
build a, a restaurant. I think now is like a really, really crazy time because as we are changing the new normal, we can build something from scratch that fits directly to the new landscape. Whereas a lot of old restaurants, as they're pivoting, as we're they're pivoting. They need to adapt. They need to pivot. They need to change. And changing is a lot more difficult than from starting from a blank piece of paper. And that's exactly yeah. what I'm doing, like understanding the new norm. And uh, that's why I'm super excited to come on board and share some of the insights with you about the four different things that I have observed so far that would uh, allow for the new norm, the new piece of white paper that we're drafting for the uh, a new restaurant experience. Man, I'll, I'll take this clickbait. The four things you need to know in the new normal. Wilson K. Lee. Okay, let's go. start number one, man. I'm excited. Number one. Okay, for sure. I think like first and foremost, like uh, I think a lot of people um, do already mention about this, but the hygienes and signages are super, super important. Whether you your restaurant is actually super hygienic, I, I think it's beside the point. Of course, it has to be, right? But <laughs> it's always about the perception. People eat with their eyes and people like they judge you by your book and by your cover. So if even if you're super clean in your back of the house and your kitchen and everything, but if you don't showcase it in front of your customers, when they come in, they don't see you wearing gloves. They don't see you having yeah. pro proper protocols. They don't see you having proper signages around the whole place. Then that really defeats the purpose. It doesn't matter how clean your place is. I, I think that is totally true because there's a perception, right? Mm -hmm. And then there's the actual reality, right? Exactly. Now we had, I had Dr. Ben Chapman on and we talked about surfaces mm -hmm. and how while COVID-19 doesn't transfer well on surfaces, and that's been fairly well proven at this point, um, the perception is that you should be cleaning those surfaces because there exactly. is a chance, there is a chance that you get it from surfaces. It just is drastically reduced as opposed to face-to-face person-to-person. Right, person. right. So, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Definitely, because like as as consumers and, and as customers, we we don't need to, and it's not our obligation to deep dive and deep dive into how clean you are. But it's our job to just have our feeling, right? So when people actually come and eat at a specific restaurant, they don't remember how the meal tastes after two weeks. They remember the feeling they got from it, oh, right? Man. So it's totally. all about the perception and the feeling that they receive. So definitely, you know what? Number one priorities to make sure that your perception of the hygienes are like top notch. Okay. And uh, on that same note with perception, a lot of people don't know whether your restaurant is open or not because of the fact that with the opening and closing and different times and different changes, people just don't know. And they don't bother to go and check all the time. They just feel like, you know what, you're not open. We'll wait for this thing to pass by before coming back to this restaurant with restaurant business it's all about retained customers. So, I see a lot of the people that and, and, and restaurants that I do consult for, they're losing a lot of retained uh, and the regulars because not because the regulars don't want to come and enjoy their food, but more so because they don't know they're open, which is a reason why signages telling people that they're open and just keep yelling that out. Hey, you know what? We're in phase two, but we're still open from nine to five or whatever the case may be, letting people know that they're open when people are driving by, utilize these dead space. And what I mean by dead space are the windows. Usually they're for aesthetics. Usually you want people to see through. So you see people clumping and stuff like that. But now is a really good time to utilize and repurpose these dead space into a message. And quite frankly, the message that you need to let people know for all restaurants is that you're open for business. Simple as that. Yeah, I, I love that because, you know, usually you want those windows and to show people that it's busy. 
people mm-hmm. are inside people are eating well it's like exactly. no one no one's like looking in there to see if they're eating these oh. is there a giant neon printed <laughs> sign saying we are open exactly like take out dine in you know these things that we need to be able to specify and that's the four first and foremost things so, you know perception and making sure that you let people know that you're open that's the number one tri- um, tip yeah, and, and especially updating your Google listings. I don't know if you're going to talk about that later. This is now a good time to talk about that. Your, your Google listings, when people do search for you, Google has that really cool thing now. It says yeah. like dine-in, curbside, takeout. Exactly. Um, make sure those are updated. And if you change it, don't change the actual store uh, hours or anything until you change that on Google because that's where yeah. people are going to virtually drive by. Exactly, exactly. And that's where we see a lot of discrepancy. And when people and customers, we, we, we have like the mind of the goldfish, right? If there's discrepancy and if we're confused, we're like, you know what, why don't we just go to this place that we usually go to? And we know for a fact that they're open and we're good to go. That's yep. as simple as that, right? Um, but yeah, for sure. I think that's something that I, I, you know what, you seem to have piqued my list, but definitely, I think that's, that's, that's a really great point. Yeah. Okay. Number two, what do we got? Number two is definitely diversify. Now that we got people to come in through the doors, we need to make sure that we diversify. We need to diversify in terms of different types of avenues of revenue. And what I mean by that is a lot of restaurants still are banking on the fact that, you know what, 80, 90% of my uh, of my income would be coming from dine-in. Well, you know what? It's time to shift that mindset. And a lot I know for a lot of restauranteurs, they're a little bit more, less less technology. They're a little bit less adaptive because they have a, their framework of doing things over the past five, 10 years. And so they're always thinking that, you know what, things will always go back to normal. But unfortunately, it's not really like that anymore. Mm-hmm. And we cannot have that straight mindset of, hey, you know what, dining is going to be a uh, majority of our income. So for those that are not jumping into delivery, then that's a really big, big like, no-no. You know what I mean? Um, that's a big thing. And people just need to accept the fact that, you know what, third-party apps are going to be charging 20 30%. That's the new game, new rule of the game. And we need to play around that. And a lot of people still are not wanting and they don't feel comfortable going through these third-party apps. But unfortunately, they're missing a huge, huge traffic that is that they do bring in. Because these third-party apps, they bring in billions of dollars in marketing every single year and that's the reason why and they're losing billions right so i made a few different videos on this is that their market and their their whole ecosystem is about just who can throw the most money in and attract the most customers so if we don't leverage off these people and if we don't actually are willing to pay the 20 30 percent then unfortunately it's just not going to work out for these restaurants because delivery is definitely um a, a huge huge component um, yeah. And, and on that note, like even if you have your own delivery, I really, really would not suggest people to have their own delivery system unless they're looking at selling a thousand, uh, fifteen hundred even servings a day. Then you can utilize your own feed of drivers. But aside from that, really, you know what? The 20, 30 percent is worthwhile because it's on demand and you don't have to pay for any insurance, any unemployment income, any sick leave. No, nothing. You know what? The, the, they bring in the traffic and so on and so forth. So calculate the 20 to 30% as part of your logistics expense and your marketing expense. It, it's just as simple as that. And, and as um, we've talked about, some, yeah. oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. go ahead. I was saying, as we've talked about before, if you need to simplify, change your menu, um, and even I know a lot of people are doing this, there's some issues with it, but changing even slightly different pricing 
Um, I know that DoorDash and Uber Eats are really against that, but a lot of places who can't do the 20, 30%, right, right, right. it's like yeah, yeah. Find, find a way to make it work and use it as a channel to get customers in, exactly. have bag stuffers to collect their information, um, find ways that you can creatively turn those third party into first party. But it's not, again, as I've always said, DSPs are not the enemy. It's just a matter of using them to your advantage. Totally. You know? Totally. And that's the reason why I always preach this. And I have a ton of videos, actually I shot like four or five different videos of how we can actually utilize these third party apps to our advantage. And as you said, you know, the little pouches, converting them into long-term customers. And, and I think that's the, really the way to go. And um, that's the reason why I'm still pushing so hard on my YouTube channel, because I feel like that, you know what, the noise out there, it's the negative noise. We need something a little bit more positive. We oh, need yeah. to like strategically navigate through this 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 wave you know and not a lot of people are talking about that and that's the reason why we shoot we still shoot these videos and it's been receiving really really well with restauranteurs who are actually watching their stuff so i'm like wow this is great and gives me a lot more fulfillment when we can actually help people you know what i mean like that's exactly what we do and with uh with the case with diversify um a lot of people that i see is doing a lot very well with changing their shop into part grocery um, shop as well mm. and partly with uh, selling their to-go items such as sauces um, their organic eggs or whatever the case may be because with the restaurants we get them wholesale and when we get them wholesale now we can have an opportunity to get people through the doors and the people need to get the groceries they don't want to go to the grocery market because of all the different crazy people that are there they just want to go to the regular you know dine-in place that is around their community grab their eggs grab their essentials and at the same time that's a good way to bond with our customers and you're not really there to make the money but more so it's a good way to retain the regular customers that you have um, and so diverse uh, being able to diversify and change it into grocery market or like the, the essential uh, and and the sauces and stuff like that they're working exceptionally well with some of the clients that I've been um, uh, consulting with and it's like wow they're able to actually replace some of their income and I'm like oh that's amazing you'd love that I, yeah. yeah absolutely diversification is totally. huge yeah and then also um like uh, there's this guy that i uh I interviewed as well he actually was able to diversify into online training as well because um they run a bar and they 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 were selling courses on teaching people how to make cocktails right so i mean i think being creative with these things and creative of like hey what kind of avenue can we explore would really really help the people um out there and also having kits meal kits are, are super amazing as well Oh, by the way, the guy that was selling the course, he made an extra $50,000 in revenue. That's wow. insane. And then also the to-go guy, um, Mark, Mark from Seattle that I interviewed has, uh, uh, what's it called? Um, I'll definitely drop you the link. He was able to pay for his rent by selling one gallon lat lat lattes because he was running a coffee shop. <sighs> right this was on the first or second day that he was selling he had a huge batch that he made and he's like you know what i don't know if it's gonna work i i can't sell that many coffees they were in an office environment and in turn within the first two days they sold out of the whole batch of lattes and that itself allowed him to pay for the whole months of rent oh my gosh so that's the reason why I'm saying like, you know what, we need to be able to adapt to the new norm. This is new white piece of paper that we need to draw and to be able to diversify and not count on dining as 
the main source of revenue is super, super crucial for the success of the restaurants moving forward. Now, once again, I, I do dive a lot more into this in my YouTube channel. And, and it's funny because when you ask me about, hey, you know what, what can you share about the new norm? I'm like, oh, Jesus, like I've been sharing so much good stuff on my thing. <laughs> and like, you know what, 20, 30 minutes would not do it justice. But you know what, I'm just going to have to blast through it. And that's the reason why I talk so fast is because I have so much info that I want to share with you or your audience. <laughs> Yeah, well, and and I wanted to get your YouTube channel out to our audience, so we're definitely going to be posting uh, your YouTube channel in this, and uh, because sure, it, yeah. it's awesome, I've loved watching your videos. <laughs> thank you, thank you. So, third point, third point, as you touched on briefly, is about redesigning the menu, right? Redesigning the menu on so many different parts. First of all understanding the customer point of view, right? Right now, people are not looking to be wined and dined. They're looking for something hearty. They're looking for something that makes them feel good, right? So I think understanding our customer profile and understanding the fact that they have shifted, understanding the needs has shifted. They don't need to be wined and dined because they, they don't feel comfortable coming to your restaurant for two hours when random strangers are walking by. So they're yeah. looking for something that is making them feel better because with all the political unrest, crazy things are happening in the world out there it's just everyone's mindset just they just need a break they just want to be able to indulge with themselves and that's the reason why redesigning the menu to offer hearty uh, items is super super crucial because now we're tackling the mental state of our consumers and we need to be able to speak to that right and on top of that redesigning the menu so then that way it's applicable and it's adaptable with to-go items like packaging boxes and stuff like that if you're selling fries and if you're doing it to go then i highly recommend you to really reconsider and the reason why is because after 20 30 minutes of your fries in a package box it's all going to be soggy for sure so how, yeah. is, how does that look for your brand? How does that look for your customers and yourself? It looks bad on all fronts. Why don't we redesign the menu so then that way we have items that are good for delivery and good for being inside an enclosed packaging box. So that and, is and, you know, at the risk of like losing a thousand followers from this, I will say, uh, unless you're in and out, in which case the in and out fries after 30 seconds go bad, right? So you just need, <laughs> I'm just... I'm sorry to all the In-N-Out fans out there, but the fries are not good there. Uh, <laughs> burgers are fine. But yes, I think you're absolutely right. It's like there's a new normal. There's a new standard. Um, you can't keep the same things that you've always done. Mm -hmm. and, and, and that's only on the front end of the side with being hearty meals that really cater to the hearts of your consumers. And on top of that, the, the characteristics of the, the product that is being delivered. Now on the back of the, side, back of the house side that we're talking about, we definitely need to be able to refine the menu offering because now we don't have the volume that we used to be seeing. We don't need to be able to provide like, you know what, 20 different items on our menu because when with 20 different menu items means that there's going to be a hundred different ingredients, right? So we need to be able to actually fine tune that, fine tune that into 10 menu items, most popular ones. And on top of that, the ingredients need to be actually multi-service, right? Multi-serving different uh, mm. dishes, right? So if you're selling, for example, uh, bison, you're selling a steak, you're selling chicken, you're selling fish, you're selling shrimp. These are five different ingredients that you have, which at the end of the day, these ingredients may be only serving one dish at a time. What if you don't have that type of volume to sustain that? Now it goes to spoilage. Now your cost of goods sold would hike up and your margins would go down very, very low. And that's the reason why now is a good time to actually refine your menu, redesign it in a way that, you know what, you may want to just keep your steak and your chicken and use that to repurpose into the 10 different dishes that you have right there and then. 
your spoilage would go down substantially. And on top of that, you can actually plan ahead and in, in advance. And on top of that, your cost of goods sold would drastically go down, which goes to the second point within this is that because of the fact that we're dealing with third party apps, which charge an arm and like we all know that we are all just annoyed by it, the 20, 30% of the margins. Well, now's a good time to actually redesign the menu in order for us to be able to actually um, account for, for that. So when you're having steak, uh, chicken, for example, this is a good time to see, hey, you know what, how can I reduce the cost by actually, you know what, only ordering these things. Spoilage goes down, cost of goods sold go down. That means you have more margins to play with. And when you have more margins to play with, then the third party app charges would not be as, as, as in the skin for you, per, right. lack for a better word. Yeah, beautiful. Love it. Yeah. So redesigning your menu, I think is really, really key and understanding and spending the time and understanding and doing Doing that is so, so crucial for anyone that wants to continue to actually survive this whole pandemic, let alone thrive, right? So I actually have, you know, I was uh, interviewing one of the guys from uh, Canlis, Mark Canlis, uh, one of the top fine dining restaurants in Seattle. He was just telling us about how he actually changed his fine dining. He's running a, a family-owned third-generation fine dining experience. And now he actually shifted that into selling burgers, all because of the fact that they need to actually fulfill to the current and adapt uh, to the current um, landscape out there. And now he's selling a thousand to 1500 burgers a day. Crazy. Keeping everyone that he has on payroll as well. So, I mean like that itself is an example of how someone can actually adapt super quickly. And I interviewed him, what, two months ago, this was in, in the brink of, of everything. So he adapted super, super, super fast. And now I, I am seeing that he's thriving. So, I mean, that's the, the type of um, entrepreneur we need to look up to. And that's the type of, of action we need to take to adapt to the new normal. Awesome. And number four. Number four is to make sure now is, okay, you know what? Number four is less action. No, less strategical based. There's less ROI in this, but now's a really, really crucial time to connect to your customer. It is super, super crucial to connect to your customer because everyone is in a very negative mind space right now right? You need to be able to tell the story with your customers. You need to be able to tell your stories. Like when I say communicate with them, connect with them, it is either through talking to them face to face or either sending them email updates every single week or just social media and revealing to your customers the difficult times, the challenges that you face, the struggles that you face, the different, um, different ways that they can support. What are you doing specifically to go through this hump? And this is a really crucial time to tell the public that, to tell the, everyone that it's not a vulnerability when you're actually owning up to it. It is not a vulnerability on, on the vice versa. It's actually a positive thing that would allow you to connect with your customers. And that's what it's going to be able to tug on their heartstrings. Yeah. And when you go through this together, these customers, these loyal customers to begin with, they feel a sense of accomplishment. They, they feel that they have fought the fight with you, fought the mm -hmm. war with you, and that they have stand side by side with you. And that's what makes them become even more of a hardcore fan for your restaurant. And so that's why like, I preach this all the time is to make sure you start spending the time to be transparent, to connect with your customers. So then that way, you are going to be able to be in the forefront to fight this battle with them and at the end of the day, this is what's going to help you build your thousand loyal fans, which 
is essentially all you need in order for you to create a million dollar business. Dude, I, I love that. Um, especially, I mean, connecting with your customers, that's the reason that we started Ovation, right? Was so that there was a better way to communicate with customers in the way that customers communicate, which mostly right now is via text, you know? Um, text is how friends talk and we wanna get to that level of relationship with our customers. Um, so here are the key takeaways, I love that. Number one, hygiene and signage, right? Let people know you're open, make sure that their perception uh, is that you are clean and a safe place to be and make sure that you are a clean and safe place exactly. to be. <laughs> uh, two, diversify your avenues of revenue. Three, redesign the menu based on your customer profile and the new business omni-channel model. Uh, and then number four, connect to your customer, be open, be authentic, get those thousand loyal fans. Uh, Wilson Kaylee, appreciate you coming on, my man. How do people find you, follow you, other than the links that we're going to post in, uh, on the blog as well? Thank you so much for this. And like, if I were to continue on for the next two, three hours, I can definitely do so. Uh, but then you know what, these are the four core points that I think really would hit the home run. So thanks for having me on board. If you want to find me and just follow my, along my journey, just go on YouTube and search Wilson Kaylee. And that's the, usually this, the first one that pops up Wilson Kaylee and uh, follow me on Instagram. Once again, it's Wilson Kaylee. Uh, but aside from that, yeah, I'd love to be able to kind of help your audience out. Just make sure that you guys feel free to come and reach out, say hi, and uh, I'll definitely reciprocate for sure. Awesome. Wilson, for being so open to help the restaurant community, for being such a rock star, for being so organized in your thought process and strategy, today's ovation goes to you, my man. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Take care, man. All right. See ya. Glad you're with us today. And thank you. Thank you to the risk takers, the troublemakers, the crazies who are keeping this world clothed and fed. You're the ones who deserve an ovation. Again, this podcast was sponsored by Ovation. To see how we can help you grow your business, go to OvationUp.com. Don't forget to subscribe. And as always, remember to give someone in your life an ovation today.